ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Safeguard Insurance Studios. Your hosts, Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, your source for Arkansas high school sports. You are now Between the Mats. And welcome to Between the Mats. I am Matt McJunkins. Alongside me is good old Matty Wilcox. How you doing, Matt? What's up, Junk? Man, Matt, we've got uh, season two, episode six. Yes, sir. The second one of the week, 5A preview of the east and the north. Central. Central. Yep. Central. That's <laughs> right. There's not a north. There's a central. <laughs> yeah. So all those Little Rock teams and then the guys over in the Delta. That's right. That's right. Do you want to start? Which one you'll start with, east or central? Let's start with the east, and then that way we can end up with some of these inter- interviews. Okay, sounds good. So, yeah. So the five A East uh, traditionally is always competitive. Um, of course, you got your your powerhouses, perennial powerhouses every year over there, win and Batesville who battle it out year in and year out. But uh, some of these other teams have have making has have made some noise over the past couple of years, and you've even got some teams like Nettleton. If you look back four or five years ago, that has some really good talent come through there and made some noise as well but we'll start with uh how they finished up last year you had win winning the conference last year the yellow jackets finished 11 and 1 overall 6 and 0 in conference and you know going into the playoffs jump everybody was kind of looking forward to seeing how win would do and kind of thought they would make it to uh to the finals but ran into uh ran into a buzzsaw there at pa and 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 just couldn't get it done you know, they were so good over there, and uh, especially when they, you know, they, they ran through conference and then they when they beat Batesville pretty good, mm-hmm. I want to say. Yeah, they after did. After Batesville was pretty solid themselves. Yeah, yeah they drummed Batesville. I really thought we might see win all the way to the finals. I, I did too. You know, that, that win is just – that's another one of them programs, Junk, that we talk about that run that darn option. Yeah. And it's just – it's hard to stop. What, what, what are they running out of? I believe it's a flex ball. Do they run the flex? I'm pretty sure okay. it is, yeah, because I, I went actually went the year before and watched them play Valonia yeah. at Valonia in the playoffs, and it, it went down to the wire. But, man, it's just – it's a machine over there. Yeah. I, I want to see – I want to see how – I want to see them run that. I, 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 uh, I, I'd also like to know who else in the state runs it. Yeah. I was trying to look. You pulling it up, yeah, ain't I, you? I was trying to look and see who they – um Trying to look at the playoffs last year, and I can't find it. But anyway, you had Wynn that, that finished, had a great season last year, was un, unable to get it done in the playoffs. But You're trying to say who, they, who beat them? Yeah. Nonetheless, had a great year. Yeah. Um, didn't, didn't PA beat them? I, that's who I thought. But I, I think I, PA beat them. I just want to make sure I didn't misspeak on that when I said that. Pretty sure those Bruins. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Bruins got them in the semis. Semis, yeah. 52 to 14. That's right. Yeah, so uh, – and then you got Batesville, who's who's good every year over there. Uh, the Pioneers have been a thorn in the side of the Greenbrier Panthers for many, many years. I don't know that Coach Tribble has ever beaten them. No, uh, Greenbrier's uh, never beaten them. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, because I think he's the only one's ever coached against them. Yeah. I think they're four or five and zero. Oh that's right. Them. That's right. They got us last year uh, at Greenbrier. Uh, of course, had a backup quarterback. COVID game. Yeah, turned the ball over several times. But anyway, the Pioneers are are looking to have a good another good year this year. We'll battle win for that conference championship as well this year. They finished eight and four last year, six and one in conference, with their only loss coming to win there at the end of the season. So uh, got Green County Tech finished third. 
They're always pretty good. Yep, six and five in conference, four and three, or I'm sorry, six and five overall, four and three in conference. Played Bologna a really tight ball game early in the season. Probably some say should have won the ball game, but Bologna pulled it out there at the end. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, look good, look good last year, and, and see how they bounce back this year. Got Valley View, who's been on the on the rise the last three or four years. A couple years ago, had a really good football team, really good yeah. defensively, and uh, finished five and five last year, three and three in conference. So they'll make some noise, from what I understand. That they're they're losing quite a bit, and they're they're having to fill some new positions. But uh, look for them to bounce back as well. Nettleton, like I mentioned earlier, Nettleton was three and five on the season last year, two and two in conference. We played, went to Nettleton. I want to say it was four years ago. And lost. And lost. You know, had that game in hand. And then come the fourth quarter, here they come storming back. But one thing you can be rest assured of about Nettleton is they're going to have some speed and they're going to have some athletes. Oh, yeah. And so, they're, you know, that's one team that I think will surprise some people this year. Yeah. Brooklyn, we got to see them up close and personal last year. This was their first year up in 5A. Or, I'm sorry, last year was their first year up. They finished 3-7. and seven. Two and four in conference play. You know, Brooklyn was one of those teams coming into the playoffs that we weren't sure was going to be able to play because, yeah. because of COVID. That's what I was going to say. Let me tell you something, man. You can't say nothing bad about their heart and spirit and willingness to compete. Guarantee you. Because they come out there playing freshmen. That's right. They just they grabbed whoever would fit a pair yeah. of shoulder pads. That's said, right. Let's go play. And Greenbrier. Yeah. And so uh, they fought hard, played, played a tough ball game. Actually, you know, Greenbrier jumped out on them. Pretty quick, right. big lead, and then kind of let off the gas. And you look yeah. up, and they're they're a, about four yards away from making it a one score ball game. That's right. <laughs> everybody got a little nervous, but uh, you know Brooklyn, uh, they they kind of made their their presence felt in five A last year, and look for them to improve on that this year. Paragould had a rough year, one and nine overall, one and six uh, in conference play, and opted out of the playoffs as well as Four City. Who went one and six and zero oh and five, so missed three ball games last year. Wow! Yeah, so hopefully, you know, I know there's an uptick in COVID right now, but yeah. hopefully, we've got that past us and we can all have a, a, a normal season this year. Well, everybody on that field has the opportunity, at, the, at least by their age, to be vaccinated. So, you know, it may affect uh, how we have to handle the the uh, playing as far as the competition. Sure. All right, well, that'll move us over to the Central, which has been the premier powerhouse league in 5A for the last, I don't know, 10, 11 years. I just want to say that I was really excited when I heard that PA and Little Rock Christian were moving up to 6A. And then I found out that we're the only other school moving up with them. (laughs) (laughs) We can't get away from them. I know it. I know it. Yeah, so the Central, it's no shocker. Uh, last year, PA won another state title, going undefeated, 13-0 and on the season, 5-0 and in conference play. Played some really impressive out-of-state schools in, in their non-conference. And just, you know, schools that, that you look at on paper and think, there's no way. I'm telling you, schools that you watch on film, I watched them play against that Virginia bunch, and I'm going to tell you, it looked like a peewee team playing at junior college. And, you're like, how how can they be beating this team? That's right. And it's just the, the way they play the game. And that Virginia bunch, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they have like 11 or 12 kids that were going to play D1 football? Uh, if, they, if they weren't, they, they should have been because I'm going to tell you, they were some giants. <laughs> but, you know, 
they didn't play very smart. They didn't play discipline. A right. lot of lot of penalties, and PA just did what PA does. Sure, sure. And you you even heard it when we when you talked to Coach Kohu that you know if you don't field onside kicks, they're probably going to beat you. Yeah, I mean you can only give them the ball. So uh, when you got a team that scores as, as as well as they do. You give them the ball that many times. That's right. You give them two or three extra possessions. That's right. And you're in trouble. You're behind the entire game. So, PA finished on top there in the Central last year. Of course, Little Rock Christian come in second place again at 9-3, and 4-1 and one in conference. And, man, had a great year. Corey Platt, special player, uh, going on to play at Tulane. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I did skip the interview. Yeah, we got a good one. Yeah, how did I forget that one? <laughs> So, we do have a good one. Before we get to Little Rock Christian, we've got legendary Razorback Hall of Famer. Number 80. Anthony Lucas. (laughs) Coach Luke. Coach Lucas. And what a humble, great guy. Thank him for taking the time out to interview with us. So, we'll go to that interview right now. All right. Here we go. And we're live here on Between the Mats with Coach Anthony Lucas of the Pulaski Academy Bruins. Coach Lucas, how are you doing today? Oh, man, I'm doing well. Thank you guys so much for having me. All is well. Oh, that's great to hear, and we're so glad. We're, we're so thankful that you, you took the time to, to be with us. I know you're busy. You're there in a in a coach's retreat, which is awesome, uh, and, and glad that you took a few minutes to talk to us. I got Matt Wilcox here. Uh, coach, uh, probably the biggest story in Arkansas football this year up to date is uh, Coach Kevin Kelly moving on to uh, to the college level, and then, of course, you becoming uh, his successor there as a as a guy who who is could, is more familiar than anybody with the Pulaski Academy program because you've been there uh, and taken this program to uh, continue the success that he's had, Coach. Just tell us uh, tell us how that came about. Well, uh, it was actually shocking to me, uh, you know, when Coach decided to to move on and take his move up to the college collegiate level. Uh, you know, he asked me if I would be would consider it going and I told him yes I would consider going and after a long talk with my you know, he ended up getting a job and after a long talk with my wife and my you know, my family, a lot of pros and cons, a lot of crying, you know, a lot of praying for sure, um, decided we decided to stay and so throughout throughout that, you know, got with the other coaches that was on staff that that stayed, uh, Madison Taylor, Jason Wyatt. Adam Thrash and I, we kind of got together and uh, kind of started talking. And I had no idea that the direction that we went, that it was going to end up like this. That the direction that we, you know, we all thought it was going to go, it didn't go that. It didn't go in that direction. Because me personally, I was pulling for Coach Wyatt, uh, which who's had more more experience. He's won nine state championships. Totally, wow. he's been with Coach Taylor the longest. And if he didn't want it, I was pulling for Madison Taylor, who, you know, has more coaching experience as well. Uh, but, uh, however, you know, it was all God's plan. And that wasn't his plan. That, you know, Jason wanted to transition into the uh, AD role as well as, uh, you know, he's still going to be coaching, help coaching our defensive backs. And uh, Madison Taylor, as our defensive coordinator, he wasn't for sure if that's what he wanted. To step into the head coaching head coaching role, and he say, you know, he wanted to be the DC, and so all with all that being said, I had no idea that they were they had got together and 
was pull, pulling for me. <laughs> and that the best thing was, to, you know, they, they felt like the best thing for our staff and our coaches and our PA community at the time was, uh, was you know, was me being the head coach. And I had to take a step back and I'm, I told them this. I said, hold up. Because all of this, all of this, you know, came about. And I said, what are, are y'all trying to set me up for something? That's exactly what I told them. I, like, I didn't know what was going on, and uh, and then the opportunity presented itself, and of course I prayed about it, and I talked it over with my family, and I was like, I'm all in, and you know, like I said, God, early it, it, it was truly a God thing, and I'm so grateful to have this opportunity to lead up lead the Classic Academy Bruins football team this year. Well, Coach Lucas, but I got a great staff with me, though. I promise you, guys are phenomenal. Yes, you do, and that, that that's an awesome story, and you know. You're you're very well known throughout the state, of course, for being a, a great Razorback legend. And uh, but more importantly, from what I've heard from people, is you're just a better guy all around. And and so I I, I think you're going to do nothing but take the reins from Coach Kelly and have great success. But if you would just talk to us a little bit about your time there under Coach Kelly, kind of, you know, he runs a totally different system, uh, just the culture that he's in, implemented there at PA. Talk to us about your time under Coach Kelly and and what you look forward to carrying on. It's really been a, it's been a great you know nine years for me. I'm so grateful. You know we're actually going on ten years now, but the nine I was with him, I was grateful for him giving me an opportunity to coach high school football and to invest in continue investing kids' lives. It has been unbelievable. I know when I first got here, uh, everybody was talking to me about how you're going to deal with when it's fourth down and you know and then all the onside kicking and things like that. I said. You just buy in, and you said it, you said it best. You know, it's the, it was the coaching that's been set, and it, it has worked. And I've just enjoyed every minute of it because, you know, one of the biggest things is me being a former receiver. I actually get to coach in this offense, and I've got to teach guys how I was taught by Fitz Hill when I was at Arkansas, a lot of the things, and then my, you know, receiver coaches in the NFL for the little time that I was there. You know, I literally get to implement the things that I've learned to my kids now and you know and that that's that's been a big plus plus for me and then you know playing the game of football and then coming back coaching is a, is a lot different now it is it, it's a lot different and uh, I've learned so much from him um, you know how he's uh, how he relates to players and you know his philosophy philosophy on on coaching and and, and mentoring and, and, and discipline and I'm going to take a little bit of a lot of things that I've learned from him and just implement it into my into my coaching realm. And I'm, I'm excited about it. But I've learned a lot. And I love this offense. I, I coach I, every year I've been here, and I tell, I tell him this multiple times throughout the year, where were you when I was coming up? <laughs> even at Arkansas. I don't disrespect the coach that. Because I love coach that. Coach, I respect coach forward too. But I was like, God, this offense – I wish I would have had this offense in high school as yeah. well, uh, because we played the Notre Dame box when I, in my high school, so we were in the Notre Dame box. So it was terrible, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you, you know, know. They, things, uh, but I've learned a lot, and I'm I'm, I'm grateful. And I'm, I'm not going to change a whole lot. So. You know, Coach, you talked about uh, being able to coach these kids. Uh, you know, I think we see that more at PAs in a lot of places because. You guys are so successful, and you don't always have just uh, a whole lineup of of 
you know, extraordinary talents. You know, of course, right. you got your Joseph Hyman's, and and you're always going to have some guys that are that are special. But but you you got an offensive line last year. I think the the biggest kid was what two ten. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, he's a little bit bigger now. <laughs> he ate a little bit since last year. Two twenty five, two thirty. He's grown a little bit. So, uh, so yeah. But yeah, we don't. You know, we don't have those masculine kids looking kids. And like you said, we have a few. But it's all about getting the kids to to buy into what sure. we're doing to play hard. Our kids play extremely hard. And one of the things I definitely want to continue to is. When we go, when we go play to go places and play people, or we play teams, you know, around the state or whatever, they are, we love when our when those coaches tell us your kids play hard. Your, sure. No matter. I mean, it was it, maybe it was a close game or it was a blow. You say biggest deal is your kids play hard. And if I can get my, you know, a lot of coaches would tell him if he get his kids to do that, then they would be a lot better. But he just that that that's it, and that's what I'm. Hoping that we can continue here, you know, with me taking over is kids continue to play hard, and, and that's the goal. So I've got a yeah. cousin. I've got a cousin there playing for you, old Trevor Duke. Love that kid. <laughs> not, hey, you looking at a kid who's not the biggest kid, but tall, comes to practice every day with a phenomenal attitude, wanting to get better. That's I love awesome. that kid. Always pushing no matter what if he knows he's not the big he's not the he doesn't look like the true a true offensive lineman but Trevor finds a way to get it done and he does it with a smile on his face every day that's awesome yep. well, Co- coach talk to us a little bit about uh your team this year what you've got coming back offensively and then uh defensively I know you lost some some major parts and uh a, a yep. player like Fuda is a hard hard guy to replace but just talk to us about your team and what you expect well i First of all, expectation is to, to go back to the state championship and win another state championship. That's that's the goal ever since we started in January, and that's something that we we stress a lot. And uh, but uh, we got you know on offense, Charlie Pfizer coming back. Uh, he you know he shared time with Nolan Ruffin last year. They were alternating at quarterback, and then we have um, Joe Hyman, who's already committed to Northwestern to a running back. Running back, he's he's very talented. The offensive line. It should be. We're going to be pretty, pretty, pretty good at offensive line. I think we we uh you know, lost one kid there last year, and uh and then one move one moved over. So basically two. And Mason Schick, you know, he moved over to the to the defensive side of the ball this year. You know, he's uh, accepted a preferred walk on to the University of Arkansas. Um, receivers. I lost all my receivers. I <laughs> lost all of them, but. <laughs> We got we got a couple good ones that's going to step in and, and uh, hopefully we won't miss a beat there. So uh, Jalen McKinney and Charlie Barker and then the Will Hawkins and uh, John Mark Charette, all of those guys are going to be stepping in along with Zach Joni, who plays a you know he plays an important role too. So so but yeah, I got four new guys at receiver, so that'll be interesting, guys. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun to watch. They've been, they've had a great I thought they've had a great summer so far and. Uh, we're just going to continue to push them and get those guys ready to play. Uh, and then, uh, you know, behind Joe Hyman, I got a good a tailback that's pretty good. Uh, his name is um, Kenny Jordan. You know, he'll, he'll be a sophomore, and he's very athletic, very talented guy. And then our backup quarterback, I forgot about him, Kale Busby. I, I don't 
really like to call names a lot because if I miss somebody, yeah. you know, like, yeah. didn't talk about my son. You didn't so, you know. And this is my first year as a head coach, so I'm, you know, I'm feeling, fiddling, and battling, trying to, you know, you know, learn the ropes. But uh, yeah, they Kel Busby is going to be something special. So he'll be backing up Charlie Pfizer. And our defense, you know, we got our defensive line going to be pretty good. Linebacker, of course, we rebuild the defense line. Del Pingo going to be stepping up there. Uh, Romelo Bell, another kid who's I think is going to be on a lot of coaches' radar playing defensive end. He's very talented, very talented. And, uh, you know, like I said, Mason Schick has moved, who's already committed as a preferred walk on to the Hawks and Ben Smiley. Um, Joe Osmond at linebacker. Linebacker is going to be we, – we're trying to figure out who's going to be that food because we are right. missing food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're trying to – you know, Coach Taylor, who was our defensive coordinator and linebacker coach, is trying to figure out who's going to be replaced, who's going to be the next food. But, uh, you know, at PA, one thing is, is, is that we love is we if we lose a guy, our guys are trained and they're taught this next man up. We don't make an excuse right. like we lost this guy or lost that – it's, you know, we find an excuse to get it done, or we find a way to get it done. But that's 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 what we preach and teach to here. And then at our secondary, uh, we lost a, lost a few guys in secondaries, and uh, but we got a couple guys: Josh Cady, who's back; uh, Bo Miller, who's going to be stepping in, playing a big role. And we got a young guy, Pat Pat Wicker at safety, and then Jet Smith also is going to be playing a valuable role too. So. Um, we we you know defense we lost a lot defensively but I think we got the the, the guys in place and the guys to back up those guys in place to uh, to get back to winning another state championship it's gonna take a lot of work we can talk about it and do all of that but it's gonna take it one day at a time and you know and that, and that's our goal so well coach you know I, I've been around you a few times in public places and uh I've never really uh, we've we've spoke to each other shook hands and things but we've never really known each other but I I do have to say coach you you always have so much class I mean every every time I'm around you every time I've seen you every time I've seen you uh, in sports you're just you're just a class act and and I know that's why they've got you where they got you cuz it's 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 not uh, hard to see from the outside looking in and and, uh, I really we, appreciate you saying it. I'm I'm truly blessed, guys. I I really am. I've got to tell I, I got to tell this this one story, Coach Lucas, before I get off here. I think the statute of limitations has run out, but in '98, I was uh, I was actually pulling cable for Jefferson Pilot Sports on the sideline of the Razorback game, okay. and uh, right. they they were telling us before the game. They said, now after the game, make sure you roll your cable up, bring your cable back to the to the truck, and we'll get you paid. And uh, Sterner to Lucas happened, and the next thing I know, I'm out in the middle of the field, and the ruckus just celebrating, going crazy. <laughs> so uh-huh. I still, I still didn't get my check from Jefferson Pilot. <laughs> oh man, they, they owe you. They don't know him because he never rolled up that cable. <laughs> yeah, but he should have rolled that cable up a seal. though. they, they should have understood that that moment. That was in '99. Yeah, '99. Yeah, yeah. Special, so yeah, oh, that was yeah, special. that was because I promise you guys one thing. I wish I could turn back on that day, and I don't think I've ever said this. Uh, if I could have been in the locker room at the end of the game, because we missed the pre Clinton, I missed the post game celebration. Oh, no, that, man, we saw it, but saw it went from video, but we missed it because we were still outside celebrating <laughs> so emotional with our families and family and friends after that game, and then we finally get in, and everybody's on our 
taking the tape off, helmets off, and everything. But man, what a phenomenal moment! But I, I really appreciate your words. I, I just try to be angry, you know, and that's that's what it's all about. You, you know, you treat people like you want to be treated. That's and right. I, and I do know, I do know what's at stake, you know, as a, as a coach in Pulaski Academy and following the footsteps of uh, Coach Kelly. And again, guys, I'm so grateful for everything that he taught me and, and for the opportunity that he gave me back in 2012. Uh, but I didn't know that it I would be, you know, following his shoes as a head coach like <laughs> so fast. And I said fast, but I didn't know that this was going to happen. But I'm, I'm excited and I'm grateful and I look forward to uh, leading our team. Well, that's awesome, Coach. And as a, as a Razorback fan and an Anthony Lucas fan, we're we're proud for you and we're proud of you. And we we wish nothing but the best of success for you guys. And and we hope that uh, that uh, just great things come to you and your family. Hey, I, I really appreciate it. We're gonna we're gonna we're looking forward to it. My, my wife now, she don't know what she's gotten into yet. But she's <laughs> we got two daughters, and I tell her after every day, I was baby, don't forget. Are you sure you know what you're getting into right <laughs> yeah. here? Kiki, will you please stop telling me that? Yeah. So, but uh, no, thank you so much. My family, you know, they're excited for for me, and they're excited about the opportunity. Again, I'm blessed to be in this position. So, thank you. All right, Coach. Well, we appreciate your time, and we look forward to seeing you guys this year in 2021. No doubt. Appreciate you guys having me. Go Bruins. All right. All right bye-bye. Thanks, Coach. All right. And, man, I tell you what, he is such a good dude. I mean, like I say, I've been around him a couple times, golf tournaments, things like that, and he's just like just so much respect for people. You know, he speaks with respect and grace. You Mm -hmm. know, just people – some people are just special when it comes to that. And, uh, man, I'm pulling for him. I am. I mean, obviously, being in our our classification, we want to be the ones on top. But but he's one that I don't have a problem with winning. Sure. And, you know – a lot of times when you when you see those guys that you can tell that when when they get in public and stuff they they put on a front they put on that face they put on that that smile and they tr- they try to bluff their way through it with with Luke it's it's truly genuine yeah I mean you can you can see it you can feel it well you just talk you just hear him talk about whenever whenever Coach Kelly asked him about you know do you, you want to come out and, and and go with us you know and. He talks about you know talking to his family and crying and right. you know yeah. yeah there's just a lot of humility that's right yeah. that's it so yeah sorry about that I, I don't know how I forgot that interview but great job by Coach Lucas there and good luck to him this season taking over co- for Coach they're Kelly. gonna be he's gonna he's gonna keep it going oh yeah yeah I expect nothing less yeah so back to Little Rock Christian uh, they finished nine and three overall four and one in conference and uh, went to the semis at Harrison. Uh, Good game, man. Between the mats and went on the road to watch that one. It's a good thing we ate good before the game (laughs) because I'm going to tell you, we needed some warming fuel in our bodies. snuggled up to old junk up there in the stands (laughs) (laughs) because it was cold. It was cold. uh, Little Rock Christian, you know, they – like Coach Kohu will talk about here shortly, but went up there and was a really co- close ball game through three quarters, and then just, they just kind of pulled away from Harrison there late um, and ended up going to the finals. But took one on the chin against PA there in the finals. But uh, yeah. we've got a, a great interview coming up here with Coach Eric Kohu. And so, yeah. Well, yep, I'll get uh, Coach uh, Kohu get it started here. All right, here we are. We're live here with Coach Eric Cohue over at Little Rock Christian, the Warriors down there. Coach, how you doing? 
I'm doing great. Just trying to survive the heat and prepare <laughs> for the season. Yeah, coach. It's uh man, it's been a hot summer. It has been. And I know, uh, you guys, Matt, Matt's talked about it too. Wilcox going to some of these seven on seven. It's not, it's not hard to get pretty warm out there. <laughs> yeah. You know, those seven on sevens can drain you because you play so many games in the day and you might have a, a couple guys going both ways even so it's uh, important to stay hydrated uh, in the summer and early fall uh, you know with with keeping uh, keeping these kids safe and and uh, hydrated so coach how, how many years will this make for you there at Little Rock Christian this is I'm gonna start I'm starting my fifth year so okay. I finished four so this 21 season is number five okay and, and you back in 2018 you guys won the state title is that correct Yes, sir. That is correct. Okay. And I've uh, been runner-up the last couple of years, which has been a tough pill to swallow. Right, right. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about, for the for our listeners that don't really know uh, much about your, your past, I believe you coached in Alabama, if that was correct, before you came to Arkansas. So talk to us a little bit about your time down there and how you ended up at Little Rock Christian. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a great question. And uh, uh, this is my 23rd year in coaching. I actually changed careers, spent four years in finance, but uh, I've coached in Tennessee, Virginia, and most recently in Alabama uh, before I came to, to Arkansas. And we had a, a good run there at, uh, in Huntsville where I was coaching and got the privilege to coach uh, on Johnson, who's now with the Eagles, was drafted by the, the uh, Detroit Lions. And he, uh, you know, he was uh, SEC uh, Offensive Player of the Year a few years ago for Auburn. Auburn star and had Jordan Matthews, uh, who was drafted by the Eagles, who finished last season at San Francisco. He's still trying to get signed right now as we speak. But uh, we had a good run. We won three state titles uh, during uh, tenure there, and one runner-up. And uh, and long story short, my uh, my son uh, elected to play uh, play football at Harding. And, uh, and, you know, being in Alabama, I wasn't going to see any of those games, (laughs) uh, uh, maybe one a year, that sort of thing, you know? And so, um, um, I actually, I grew up in the Ozarks of Missouri and my parents are aging as well. So they're in the the Springfield Branson area and always been, you know, eight, nine, 12 hours away from them. So we thought it was a good time to, to move and I was able to, you know, over the last uh, um, few seasons, then watch my son uh, finish out his career at Harding. He had a good, good career there, and uh, and uh, and we just really enjoyed Little Rock Christian, being closer to uh, to my aging parents as well. And so that's that's kind of the one of the reasons to get back uh, back over this way. You know, we've we've enjoyed Little Rock. Well, that's awesome, Coach. You've obviously done a fantastic job since your time there at Little Rock Christian. Like you alluded to earlier, got one state title and and played for uh, two others. Uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, your your in town rivalry there uh, against PA. Yeah, you know Pulaski Academy is is one of the most prolific offenses you know in the nation, and uh, of course with their onside kicks and their uh, going for it on every fourth down. And, uh, it, it does make it difficult to game plan. They're uh, extremely um, disciplined in what they do. They do what they do very well, uh, well coached, and uh, and they've just had a, a lot of success, you know, uh, for several years. And uh, 
Um, you know, and they got great players too. Sure. You know? And so it's uh, it's a tough task. Uh, you know, we we are excited. You know, we beat them two years in a row and eighteen championship for a state title and nineteen. We beat them in the regular season to win the conference championship. So those were, you know, were big wins for us uh, and our program to say we're you know we're we're right there. And then last year, you know, struggled. They, they hammered us both times we played in the regular season and championships. So, you know, we kind of have to just roll up our sleeves and regroup, but, uh, you know, really my focus really isn't on Pulaski Academy or, or any specific team. I feel like the, um, you know, I feel like one of the reasons that, you know, uh, I've been able to be successful in, in the States I've coached is, is really focusing on my team being, uh, having a solid identity, being the best that can be, and treating every opponent uh, the same. So we want to actually look at every opponent like the Plasky game. Sure. I don't have to get kids up for the Plasky game. Sometimes I have to get them up for <laughs> non-conference games or conference games. And, and I think uh, we're seeing that in college even, guys. May, oh, that's a win or that's a right. loss. And you don't want to ever go into a game assuming anything. And, and so uh, – um, you know, that's one mindset I want to try to instill here is, is every opponent can beat us if we don't play well, and uh, we can beat any opponent if we play well. So, we want to, so it really needs to be about us, you know, uh, focusing on our, our standards. Coach, before we before we ask you about this coming year, I wanted to ask you or, to, or mention something, or I, yeah, I guess ask you. We, me and Matt, uh, we went to a playoff game uh, every week. During the playoffs last year, and and we picked based on, uh, we kind of polled it out some to ask which one we should go to, and we went and watched, went to Harrison and watched you guys play Harrison in the quarter in the semifinals. Yeah, and that of course that game was cold. It was like forty degrees. <laughs> was. And the wind was blowing, <laughs> and 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 uh, me and Matt were huddled up up there, you know. But you know, you guys. You know, you guys have so much talent and so much athleticism, but that 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 uh, Harrison team, uh, they were they were just kind of scrappy. You know, they right. they, yeah. they they didn't really stick out to me as just being overly talented or overly athletic. But you know, Keelan was a scrappy kid, and and he's yeah. at, he's at Harding now. And but it seemed like like a couple times on fourth down, even uh, you guys would just line up and just. Somebody would make a play, and and it, and it wasn't a fourth and one. I mean, it was a fourth and one, but you may go thirty and score. Right. And uh, you know, it just seems like you guys had that ability to. And I don't know if that's something you can teach. I don't know if that's something that comes with tradition or went in. But when it comes down to the to the line, you just have kids that can make those plays and 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 be victorious. Well, we do. We do have a good line. Good line returning. We've got a couple guys that are that you know last year. You know, probably if you go look at that tape, a lot of those big fourth down plays were Corey Platt, who, they were. who graduated. He's right, gone, right. and so you know, and he's headed to Lane. Great athlete, great player. Uh, Harrison is certainly one of Five A's best programs. I actually, uh, Coach Wells, you know, is from Southern Missouri as well, and so. Uh, you know, I actually, he's, he's from the same County I am and, uh, went to the rival high school though. And he's a little older <laughs> than I am. And, uh, uh, but, uh, so, uh, uh, funny thing about that game is we kind of wore an odd, uh, odd color combo. We wore a green pants with our, 
and the kids didn't like. I said, this is for <laughs> Coach Wells because uh, I was a Mountie, Mountaineer at uh, Mount Vernon. He was Aurora, and so they hate green. <laughs> we wore green pants for him, but uh, uh, and I loved being able to play in Harrison, had some family and friends be able to watch that game and so forth, but they are – uh, that probably they would coaching staff would agree they weren't as talented as, as they had been the previous two years, uh, but because of their tradition, because of their uh, you know winning mentality, that's a tough place to play, oh, and yeah. uh, they've got a great program. But yeah, you know, so so you know that we did have some guys able to make some big plays, uh, uh, tight game. I think through. I'm getting old. My memory through, you know, the three quarters, and then we were able to pull away in the fourth. But uh, it was That's a cold right. night, and I was I was proud of our guys being able to go uh, that far away uh, in a winning program and be able to come away with the W. And uh, probably our best football games last year were were you know Clarksville, uh, Hot Springs, Lakeside, and and uh, Harrison. And we took a step back in the championship game. We. We couldn't field onside kicks, so we got behind the eight ball, and uh, it was an ugly day. Sure. Well, Coach, I, I grew up and graduated from Greenbrier, and so I've, I've been a, a 5A West guy for a, a long time. Talk to us, if you would, a little bit about the, your conference, the Central Conference. Is, it's it's loaded, of course, with you guys and PA, but it seems like the last few years there's been some teams like Whitehall and Maumelle and Watson Chapel that have, have stepped their game up, and it, it's just an overall really, really tough conference. Absolutely. You know, week in, week out, it's extremely difficult. When I got here, Parkview was in it, you know, as well. And so uh, it, uh, you know, I would say that uh, uh, you mentioned the names. I mean, you've got so many talented teams and Maumelle, Whitehall, Chapel was was very talented and young last year uh, as well. And so uh, you have to bring your A game week in, week out. Uh, Our our non-conference schedule is tough as well. So, you know, that's why I really want these guys to, you know, focus on, on you know, being the best they can be week in, week out, uh, and not just circling a game here too, because any of those teams can bite us on the schedule and beat us and really uh, put us where we don't want to be. And uh, But the central, I, you know, uh, I, I kind of get tunnel vision, so I don't really watch or start monitoring, um, you know, the other conferences, the west, the east, the south, until – until, you know, know a little bit more about how our season's going. And, you know, my goal is just is get in the playoffs and then start focusing on those playoff opponents. Sure. So I do know, though, you know, we, we had non-conference game against Magnolia, <laughs> and they had one of the best running backs in the state. Uh, uh, yeah. We, we a, went a down there. to stop the flex bone. <laughs> and, I mean, it's it, uh, – so, so the South's got some talent. The West is, is a, a really good conference. The East has – has a win and some good teams. So it, it's 5A's really got a lot of parity. It's one of the tougher, you know, classifications uh, on top, um, you know, and in the middle than, than really a, a lot of them in Arkansas. I agree. Really competitive, competitive classification. I saw that uh, Coach Patton down there at Southwest, had, right now he's doing a, a little deal with Magnolia. And they've got Harding coaches and Sylvan coaches down there too, and they're just having a flex bone party, basically. And I saw that on social media. <laughs> I thought, man, we went down to Magnolia. That's what ended our season last year. And I, I you know, in my mind, they're still scoring. I mean, they, <laughs> you know, well, we scored we more points out on them, fourteen nothing, and then and then just everything fell apart. Oh. You know? 
Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, they they could never run out of kids to run the football. Yeah, it was amazing. That's right. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I felt like they had a lot of guys that could handle that ball. Certainly, Curry is one of the best running yeah. backs. Oh, yeah. But the flex bone forces a lot of a lot of one on ones. We try to do a good job of. Uh, we want to take away what you do best, but mm-hmm. when they can distribute the ball all across that field, um, and we had we just flat out had trouble tackling him yeah. Uh, yeah. on the edge. We handled the fullbacks pretty well. We could not uh, handle the edge. That's what got us. That cleaned up. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing, Coach, uh, I know you try to stay, try to keep that tunnel vision at least this part of the year and on into into the season, but this coming this next year. Uh, you know, I guess Greenville. We may be in a conference with them, uh, and so when we are, we're, we're moving up to six A with you guys in 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 twenty two, twenty two, and PA, and and we'll be able, I guess, with, with Christian with Greenwood. And I, I try Parkview, not to think about it. <laughs> yeah, we try not we to. Try not to. We have nightmares of it. <laughs> but uh, so, Coach, hey, tell tell us about your team this year. Tell us what you got coming in. Yeah, so we've got, you know, J.V. and Dyer Jones, uh, Michael Dyer's cousin back. He had 1,400 yards, and uh, uh, we expect him to have a big year. we got uh, four starting offensive linemen back. Uh, uh, we've got most of our box guys on defense, D-line and linebackers back. Uh, so we feel real solid. Uh, we're trying to develop receivers and DBs as fast as we can this spring and summer. Uh, we've got a young quarterback, uh, Walker White, uh, uh, already getting noticed by a lot of D1 schools. He's six four, two twenty. His brother John David was PA's star receiver. The place for the Hogs, uh, you know, two or three years ago. Uh, uh, can't remember what his senior year was, but was one of PA's best players a couple years ago. And uh, so we we really need him to step up and have a big year. But uh, he uh, led us to a ten and zero undefeated junior high season last year, and we're. Uh, Really hoping that uh, that we can, you know, our receivers and DBs can step up. I mean, because we've got, we feel like, uh, you know, the talent in the box to be right in the hunt again. Uh, we do uh, have probably a depth issue, you know, as always, which is a concern for us going to 6A as well. So, you know, in the future, I'm really, in fact, we have a parent meeting tonight, and that's going to be one of my uh, – goals with the young you know, seventh eighth and ninth grade parents is guys we need you to need you to stay out because numbers do matter in football sometimes sure. these kids want to specialize and play baseball year round basketball year round we'd like for them to at least play two sports you know and so uh one of my selling points is going to be guys stay with it uh because we need numbers as we move into 6a especially but for this season definitely you know, we can't afford too many injuries, as most 5'8 can. Yeah, the the, the white kid, he's he's very impressive uh, athlete. I saw him last year up close close in person. Didn't think there was any way that kid was a ninth grader, but uh, he's very well put together, and, and that family is not short of athletic talent for sure. That's the one we saw at Harrison we were talking about. Well, yeah. Oh, man. Well, all right, Coach. Well, we appreciate you uh, taking some time out for us today. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, we wish you nothing but success this season and, and good luck on the year. Fellas, I really enjoyed it, and you all enjoy the rest of your summer. All right. You too. Good luck, Coach. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, there we go. Uh, you know, another one that doesn't disappoint. You know, 
I didn't know I did I don't know him very well, and right. so I didn't know what to expect. And man, good interview, yeah, absolutely. good guy to talk to. Sure, you know, uh, I didn't know until we kind of started prepping for this interview how much success this dude has had in his career. Man, it's incredible. Like he's won everywhere he's been. Yeah. Everywhere. I'll tell you what, just the little bit that I have been around him and, and being on the sideline running the chains and stuff at Greenbrier when we've played him and, and just being around him, one thing I've noticed about him that, that really intrigues me is how much he just lets his coaches coach. Yeah. Even in the even in the in the game. You know right. a lot of head coaches will let their coordinators coach during practice, but then in the games they mm-hmm. get more involved. He he lets his guys coach do their job. Do their job, and then he's an encourager. If he sees something that needs to be done, he'll go say something to him privately. But I, that's just one thing that I picked up on him that I really respected. Yeah, he seems like a sharp guy. You know, you can't deny the success. You know, it's it's funny he he mentioned the 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 PA bad taste in his mouth, and I, obviously there's a big rivalry there oh, now. Yeah. And uh, I guess it's going to continue because even when one moves up, the other one's going with right. him. But uh, I, I think that's kind of a fun rivalry. You got two private schools uh, and, and two uh, two close schools who yeah. have both been in the state championship the last what four or five years at least. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I hope that uh, I wish him success as I do, Coach uh, Coach uh, Lucas. Lucas. Yeah, and I hope Greenbrier. Is the one or two seed? Yes. So we don't have so to we play, have to play them. <laughs> until late in the playoffs. That's right. Until we get to play them in on the hill. That's right. In the rock. In the rock. So yeah, great job there. Uh, thank you, Coach Coe, for the interview. Good luck to you this season. We'll move on through the central here, and coming in in the third seed last year were the Whitehall Bulldogs. Coach Bobby Bolding over there. He plays some ball down there, man. man. I'll tell you, it junk. He's. He's one of the most impressive coaches that I've been around in, in high school sports in, in Arkansas. I've had the pleasure of, of being around him when he was at Stuttgart and taking them to some championships over there, then going on to Pine Bluff, turning that program around. Yeah. And now he's at Whitehall. He's got them going the right direction. So oh, yeah. The guy definitely knows how to coach. Yeah. They uh, they really made a, a push last year. Obviously, there's still that separation between – well, between PA or Christian, everybody. Right. But especially, uh, you know, in that conference, they really set themselves apart. Yeah, I was looking here trying to find. Um, yeah. So they beat Batesville last year. A little bit surprised to a lot of pe- people as Batesville come in, um, you know, as a, as the number two seed there and uh, beat Batesville 14 to 10 and then go to Harrison. Whitehall pushes Harrison to a 38-35 game, and Harrison clips them there at the end. But uh, Coach Bolding doing a great job there at Whitehall. They were 8-5 and five last year, 4-3 and three in conference. And they got a lot of pieces returning, and they feel like – I think they, they've got like 20 seniors in this class, Junk, and, and they feel like that this might be the year that they get over the hump. Yeah. And it may be. Maybe. Another one of those teams, uh, Little Rock teams, that just churn out player after player after player – and uh, finished fourth last year in the conference. But a play here or there could have finished one or two. I mean, yeah. Maumel, the Hornets over there. Um, man, the commitments too. Two recruits. Two big recruits there in Maumel. Uh Nico Davier, who's – we watched him a little bit last year in the in the state basketball playoffs. And, man, the kid is unbelievable. Athletic. Unbelievable athlete. 
dribbling the ball up and down the court like he weighs yeah. 210, but he doesn't. He does. He's a big daddy. <laughs> and then uh, – so, yeah, you got Maumelle finished 6-3 and three overall, 3-1 three and one in conference, but ended up with the 4C due to the COVID restrictions and how all that played out. So, um, I look for Maumelle to be a, a really scrappy, integral part in that Central this year. That'll be a fun fun one to watch. And then you got the Badgers from BB coming in at the fifth seed last year who had a pretty pretty rough season but kind of got some things going there towards the end yeah. of the year. Uh, two and seven overall. Two They're definitely trying to build a program. Yeah, they are. They are, and uh, redid their their football facilities over there in BB, and so upgraded. Yeah. Got a new jumbotron, video board, put some hedges, and so uh, really trying to up the up the stakes over there in BB. And then you got Watson Chapel, who come in at six last year, who was really young last year, and you know looking at these numbers, junk it just. A lot of it doesn't make sense how you had Maumelle, it was three and one in conference. Then you jump down to Watson Chapel, it was three and four, but they got the sixth seed over a BB that was two and three. So, you know, COVID math, it just it doesn't really add up. But Watson Chapel had a, a really dynamic quarterback last year as a sophomore. Uh he'll be a stud this year and um played Valonia. Valonia just kind of jumped out on them in early in the playoffs. And uh, Valonia kind of surprised a few folks last year in the playoffs as, as Watson Chapel was a, was favored by many. But Valonia jumped on them early, turned them over a bunch, and just and just rolled. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. But Watson Chapel was young, so look for them to bounce back and, and make some noise this year. And then, of course, Jacksonville finishing up in the seventh seed last year, two and seven overall and one and four in conference. So what do you think of that central junk? Who who you pick? They're gonna be tough, man. I think they're gonna be tough. I mean, I think, uh, man, I don't know how you, I don't know how you call it. I think I think it's gonna be Pierre or, or uh, Christian. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, it depends on uh, you know, it's, PA's got the the the, the weapons that we know of back. Mm-hmm. I did lose all the all the receivers. They did, but you get, you still got Joe Iman back. Yeah, you you know uh, Christian loses Corey Platt, loses Corey Platt. Yeah, and you know when he even spoke of Coach Kohu spoke of you know numbers being an issue. So and, and got a got a sophomore quarterback. You know, so even though he's a stud athlete, he's, it's different taking snaps in five A as right. a sophomore. So right, uh, unproven there. So yeah, you know I, I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe. PA lose a game or, or even Christian like White, sure. Whitehall jump up and get one so yeah it, it'll be fun it's gonna be great well awesome that's gonna wrap us up for our 5A coverage um, went over the east and the central today and uh, the west and the south last episode so we will move into 4A football next next week yep so get closer brother that's right or we got three Fridays from, from now yeah I think that's right so we'll be here before you know it we'll be here in her. All right. Thanks for joining us. I see you next time. You've been listening to Between the Mats, your year-round source for Arkansas high school sports with Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, produced by Carl Spears. And special thanks to our sponsor, American Safeguard Insurance. I'm JB Brazil. Be sure to join us next week for another episode of Between the Mats.